good morning, good morning, good morning to you guys. Uh, good to see you all. Hope you're doing wonderful. Had a great past week uh, down in Florida with my brothers uh, doing some fishing and uh, just getting out on the, on the water. Had a great time. Uh, but we are talking here uh, on Sunday mornings as we think about what's going on in our world, as we think about our walk with Jesus, as we think about the separation that we have to keep and maintain between the things of the world and the things of God in our life, that we are not from this world when we gave our life to Jesus. We are citizens of heaven and we belong there. And so we want to be careful not to get too tangled up in the, the affairs of the world. But we have to live here, and so we have, to, we have to serve the Lord in this dark world and in this world that is in crisis. And the crisis is huge. That is the, 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 the very pressing issue at hand, is that sin... Sin has separated mankind from God. And we are now in the work of helping people find God. And, uh, and that's the greatest work that we could be about on the planet. You can make billions of dollars. You can buy islands and mansions. And that's all nice and good. But in the end, it won't matter. In the end, none of that will amount to anything. None of it will get you past this planet into, the, into life eternally. And so it's only in Jesus that we have any kind of hope. And so we're talking about this world and the crisis that we are living in the midst of. And every day it seems to be uh, another twist of something going on in the world. Everywhere and anywhere. And so... We're talking about survival tools, things that we need in our survival kit, in our life, in our heart, in our mind, in our spiritual walk with God that are going to help us to, to, to thrive in this world that is in a crisis. Things that we must have to survive emotionally and spiritually and uh, mentally, things that are going to make us strong in the Lord and in this world. And so we don't get sucked into the, the crisis of the world and become a part of the problem. And so God has given us everything we need to be a part of the solution, not the problem. So we're talking about these tools and we need things like prayer in our life. Talked about that, that in our toolkit, we need prayer like that little, like this armband, you know, the, 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 the multiple use of this little armband or a survival kit that um, people have when they go uh, on an excursion or in the wilderness or, or out there in the middle of nowhere. Things that you have to have to survive. And we need prayer and we need faith and we need love. And we need, uh, last week we talked about stick to itness. This stick to itness that helps us stick to God and stick to the things that God wants in our life and has called us to. Well, today, uh, the tool and last one for this little series, and we're going to move on to another series. Uh, the tool that we need in our kit is this tool of courage, courage, courage. We need 
courage in our life. Without courage in our life, we will get just pulled in. We will, we will become uh, weak and we will become part of the problem. And so courage, courage is that underlying power that, 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 that gives us the ability to face difficulties and not lose it, right? To remain calm and mentally focused in the battle when we're under attack, when we're being mistreated, when we're facing tough times. Courage is like, uh, in our life, it's like a riptide. If you've ever been to the ocean, if you've ever been in a riptide, then you know what that's like. The waves are coming in, but the riptide is trying to pull you out, take you out. And it'll take you out quite a distance. And if you fight it, you're gonna lose. And so there's a strategy for fighting a riptide. But, but courage is like a riptide in that, that you don't see it. It's not on the surface. Everything looks normal on top, but underneath, behind the scenes, under the surface, there's this power trying to control you, trying to pull you in a different direction. So when all chaos breaks out in life and in this world and things go crazy, courage, courage, a ribcide tide is used in a negative way that it's trying to hurt you, pull you away and drown you in a sense. Courage is like that riptide, that invisible control in your life that's beneath the surface of your life. It's this power in you that isn't necessarily uh, seen visibly. And when everything in the world is, is falling apart, courage is that riptide of power and current in your life, keeping you steady, keeping you focused, and keeping you on track. Somebody once said that courage is not the absence of fear, but the mastery of fear. That's what courage, or that's what courage is. Not the absence of fear, not the absence of being afraid or being concerned or, or trembling even a bit, but being able to conquer that when it comes your way, being able to master it even in the midst of difficult times because we know they're coming. One of the greatest examples of, of courage comes from the Old Testament, this whole idea of courage in, in, in the whole setting of Moses and uh, Israel and Egypt and slavery. And Moses called by God to go deliver his children from, from bondage. And so God's servant Moses, God had built into Moses' life this attitude of courage and strength to go and get the people out. Well, Moses is now passing this baton of faith off to a guy by the name of Joshua. And so here's what it says in Deuteronomy 31, beginning in verse one. It says, then Moses went out and he spoke these words to all of Israel. I am now 120 years old and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you and he will destroy these nations before you and you will take possession of the land. Joshua 
also will cross over ahead of you as the Lord said. And the Lord will do to them what he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, whom he destroyed along their land. The Lord will deliver them to you, and you must do to them all that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. And so this is Moses coming to the end of his life. God told him he would not go into the promised land because of the things that Moses did. He wasn't perfect. But now the 40 years of wandering have happened. A whole generation has passed away. And now Joshua is going to succeed Moses and lead the people into the promised land to take over the land that the Lord God had promised them through Abraham. And so God says to Moses, and Moses is now saying to Joshua, do not be afraid or terrified. And the foundation that he lays for courage are these three things. He says, the Lord is with you. He says, the Lord will never leave you. And the Lord will never forsake you or fail you. God will not fail you. God made this promise. God will keep his promise. God is with you and will do it. And then we come to verses 7 and 8. And so Moses summons Joshua. He brings Joshua in. And he says to him, in the presence of all of Israel, be strong. He's passing on this, this, this word. Be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to our ancestors to give them. And you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you, and he will be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And so Moses says to Joshua what God had said to Joshua. Moses is now passing this same courage on to Joshua. There is a mission to be carried out. And this is true for you and for me. There is a mission to be carried out. Notice he says, for you must go. You must go. You must go and do what God has called you to do, it's going to be challenging. It is not going to be easy. You are going to have to put out some effort and desire. And you're going to have to be strong. And you're going to have to be courageous. And then following the death of Moses, a servant comes now to Joshua. And he confirms in Joshua this same strength of courage, the work of God that God is going to do through Joshua as he begins to conquest the land, uh, the, the promised land, and the courage that's going to be necessary for the mission. Because it's not going to get done without courage. In other words, we as people have got to enter in with God and work together with God and, and find the strength and the courage to stick to it with God because God wants to use us to get it done. That's what he was doing in Moses. That's what he's doing in Joshua. 
And that's what God is wanting to do in you and me today. It's going to take us going into the world to share the good news with people. And we're going to have to have courage and boldness and strength and all the things that we see God gave to Moses and Joshua and our ancestors and others, the prophets, all along the apostles throughout time. All the things that they needed to get the job done, you and I are going to need to get the job done. Verses 1 to 9, Joshua 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses is aid. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to Israel. I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river of the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea, to the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Be strong. Be courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful whatever or wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And so, so God undergirds now, now Joshua. First, he, he undergirded Moses to, to get, carry out the work that he called Moses to of delivering the people from Egypt. And now he undergirds Joshua with even more confidence and boldness and fearlessness to now take it to the next level and go back into the promised land that God promised Abraham on his way through way before they went into slavery in Egypt. And now Joshua is going to lead the people to take over the land. And God is giving him a confidence that, to lead the people and, and to have courage in order for him to have the power and the, the, the mind to be able to conquer the land. And he lays out for him some foundational truths about courage in these verses. He says to him, I will give you every place. In other words, I'm the one who's going to give it to you. You have a part to play. You have a role to play. You're going to need to muster up all the courage you can get and strength you can get. And you're going to need to go and fight. You're going to have to just do what I tell you to do along the way. But you're going to have a role and a part in the work on the planet. But ultimately, God says, I'm the one going to give it to you. I will take care of business for you. As I was with Moses, he says, I'm going to be with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will not fail you. I will be faithful to you if you will be faithful to me. That's a key, that's a key part in our relationship with God. God is always faithful. The question is, are we always faithful with God? He says, be strong and courageous. You will lead the people. 
Joshua, you're going to lead the people to take over the land, but I am going to be the one leading you. I will lead you, Joshua, as you lead them. He says, be careful to obey everything written in the law. Do the word of God. Live the word of God every day in your life. Do those things first and foremost. Be right with God. Live right with God. Honor God in the way you live. And then verses 7 and 8 are critical. He says, do not be discouraged. Do not be terrified. And at the end, he says, God will be with you wherever you go. God promises that he will be with us wherever we go. So courage, courage, great courage. I mean, people have courage to do things in this world. There's, there's, courage, there's a courage in the world that gives people the ability to do certain things. But great courage, godly courage, biblical courage, courage that will take you not just through this life, but beyond. Great courage is surrounded in God. It's completely surrounded in God. It's completely uh, 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 baptized and immersed in a relationship with God. When God is in our life and surrounding our life and working on our behalf, courage is the offspring of that. And apart from God, apart from God, we as a nation, we as a people, we as the human race are in trouble. We are in deep crisis without God in our life and God working in and among us. And the beauty of courage is that courage is contagious. Courage becomes contagious. Our kids will see it in you and they will develop it in themselves if they see it in you or if they see uh, courage alive and working in your life throughout your, 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 your growth and your uh, spiritual development. As they see courage growing in you, it will grow in them. And so Joshua got his courage from Moses, and then God confirmed uh, his courage and confirmed it with uh, through a servant of his. And so Joshua now is going to prepare the people for battle, and they're going to need a lot of courage to go out and fight and and and, and begin beginning with Jericho and to, to to take that first battle as they begin to conquer the promised land. And they're about to begin this conquest, and it's going to begin with this town called Jericho. And Joshua says to them get ready. He says to all the people, get ready. In three days, we're going to go and we're going to take the city. And this, this is a generation of people that, that, that have been wandering and now, now they're ready to go. And they've heard the stories of the past, the good ones and the bad ones and all the things that have happened in the past. And now these people are ready to go and take over the land. So in Joshua chapter 1, verse 16, the people, they respond to Joshua. And here's what they say. Here's what they say to Joshua. Then they answer Joshua, whatever you, have, whatever you command us to do, uh, we will do. And whatever, wh wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. So this is what the people say back 
to Joshua when he says, get ready, we're going to go take over the land. They have gotten it. They have gotten this message of courage. It's, it's, it's been a contagious thing that Moses got from God, that Moses shared with Joshua, that God confirmed through his servant in Joshua, that God said to Joshua, that Joshua now is living out and saying to the people, and now the people are saying it back to Joshua. From their very lips come these words, be strong and be courageous. It was passed on to them, and they got it. Contagious courage. Contagious courage is something that we see in other people when we see the courage of them. Even later, in later generations, the same idea of this courage, this contagious courage was passed on to others. David also, later on, said to his son Solomon, be strong and courageous. Do the work do not be afraid or discouraged. Almost exactly what Moses said and what Joshua said. For the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work of the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. Courage is contagious. It is caught, not taught. It, we can talk about it. And we could share ideas about it as we are this morning, but courage is something that we must live out. It's contagious when people see it. And when they see it, it inspires courage. And it's contagious. Courage is rooted in God's presence with us. He will never leave us. He will never fail or forsake us. See, when we understand that, we understand that God is among us and working around us and in us. That brings courage because we know that God is more than able. See, biblical courage will supply all you need to survive in this world. And so let me wrap this up with some truths about courage. Three quick truths about courage uh, to, 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 to dwell on, to think about, and to contemplate. First, number one, encourage there is no fear. Encourage, there is no fear. Like we said last week, fear bursts courage, right? We need courage because we have fear in our life. And so we have to overcome fear with courage. But then we also remember the scripture says that perfect love drives out fear. So love is the thing that's going to conquer. But we have to have courage because fear is also present. Courage causes us to stand and fight. When we see the danger, when we see the attack, when we see the, uh, the, the threat, we either will run and flee or we will stand and fight. In 2 Timothy, Paul said this, For the spirit that God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me as his prisoner, rather join with me in my suffering for the gospel by the power of God. See, God gives us the spirit of courage, and it comes from above. It's not timid, it's not full of fear, it's not cowardice, it's not the avoidance of the danger, but the overcoming and the ability to face 
whatever crisis confronts us. See, fear was presented in the storm and the waves. Courage is Peter getting out of the boat anyway and walking on water when no one else would. See, fear was presented in the giants over there on the hill. Courage is little David marching out there with a slingshot anyway. Fear was presented in the king's threat toward Daniel. Courage is Daniel facing those hungry lions regardless. Fear was presented in more threats of the king. And courage was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being willing to be tossed into the furnace. Fear was presented in those early Christians being mistreated and persecuted, and courage was their willingness to be tortured for the faith in Christ. And fear was presented through the pain of the cross, and courage was for the joy set before him. Jesus endured it for you and for me. See, there's always going to be fear present. The question is, are we going to muster up the courage to confront the thing we are afraid of? The thing that is attacking us, the thing that is making us uncomfortable. It's always going to come. There's always going to be a need for courage. The spirit of courage that God has given us is power. This courage, it's power, it's strength, it's love, and it's self-discipline. Discipline of heart and mind and body. And when you choose God in your life and you're ready for the attack to come your way, then the undercurrent of courage will, will help you to overcome whatever the attack may be. It will be present. Courage will be present if God is the one who is surrounding our lives and we are relying upon him. Number two. In courage, there is no surprise. In courage, we are never surprised. In courage, we are already, we're always anticipating. See, courage requires readiness. A mind, a mind that is ready for whatever may come. When you're living, when we're living alert and sober-minded and prayerful, then we are always ready for whatever may come, no matter what it is or what direction it comes from even if it blindsides us. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous and be strong. Do you see that? This is Paul in the New Testament. This is straight from Moses. This is straight with, from what God was sharing with Moses thousands of years earlier. This has been passed on. It has been contagious. It has been caught and taught throughout the years. In everything that Jesus went through, Jesus never got rattled. You notice that? He never got caught off guard. He never was surprised. The expectation of the unexpected. He always was expecting the unexpected. And when our eyes are on Jesus and we seek to serve the Lord, then nothing will come as a surprise to us either. Because we understand we understand that in this crisis of a world, God is with us. He will never leave us. He knows what's happening. He will use it for our good. 
every time, always. And so we become efficient at accepting and adjusting and adapting and dealing with whatever may come our way, whatever attack may come. We expect that change up will come. We anticipate the curveball and we're never surprised and we sit back and we crush it. That's what we do. And number three, encourage there is total confidence. Encouragers total confidence. We may waver, we may be shaken, we may tremble, but encourage we will overcome. And encourage there is confidence. Our connection to God gives us assurance and awareness. God helps us to be certain that we're going to be fine because of his promise to be with us. And it gives us a sense of awareness of what is coming before it hits us. In God's presence, there is confidence. Philippians 1 says this, Now I want you, Paul says, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Jesus Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and the sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Paul understands. He understands the confidence that comes from Christ in us. Look what he says. He understood the value and the power of trusting Jesus. He said, my suffering, my suffering has advanced the gospel. I am under attack, but the gospel is still being advanced. How awesome is that? Who would have thought that that could ever happen? He says, all of the palace guards, everyone in the prison, all the guards, they all know that it's because of his faith in Jesus that he's in chains. That is an impactful thing. Paul says, because of my sufferings, the believers have gained confidence in Jesus. Because of my suffering, God is using it to build up others. All this has resulted in the proclamation of the gospel fearlessly, courageously. Others are growing in their courage because they see the courage in Paul who is in prison. Courage has replaced fear in death because Paul demonstrated it. He showed it. He lived it. It's a contagious, and now they're catching on to it. And confidence has filled their hearts and produced even more and more and more courage. Encourage. Encourage, there's no fear. Encourage, there is no surprise. We're ready. And encourage, there is total confidence. Courage. Encourage. The world is in a crisis. This world is going through hell. And, and it's attacks are coming from every direction in every ways. It's a complicated, complex, evil plot of Satan's to confuse and to distort and to attack anyone who stands for Christ. I think ultimately in the devil's mind, this is an attack on God, not on America. It's on God and those who stand for truth. 
And we are the ones who are going to continue to be attacked for having morals, for having truth, for saying there's right and wrong. The attack is on those who believe in God. Make no mistake about it. The world is in crisis. And you're going to need some key things to survive, to survive whatever comes your way, wherever it may come from. You're going to need prayer. You're going to need faith. You're going to need love. You're going to need stick-to-itness. And today, number five, you're going to need courage. All in your survival kit of your heart and your mind and your spiritual life. A courage. A courage that is anchored directly to God. That he is always with you. He will never forsake you or fail you. And he will be brave in you. Courage. Courage. Be of good courage. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. Fill us with the power of Jesus and the spirit that is in Christ. Let it move in us and draw us close to you, God. Help us to live lives on this earth that represent you so well that the world sees you living in us, God. That we won't be rattled for long. That we won't be intimidated by the things of this world. And we won't let fear destroy us, but we will overcome it with, with your power and your strength and the courage that comes from above. God, we love you. Watch over us. Help us to remain faithful to the very, very end. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We will see you next time. Have a good one. See you.